Hey, good morning, Trinity Heights Church. Uh, Stephen and I this morning are going to be spending some time talking about this last sermon series, uh, How to Grow Spiritually. And I want to start, Stephen, with uh, just recapping a little bit about these sh tiny short stories uh, that where we see Jesus approaching the disciples and, and calling them to follow him. And I, I just have to say that I'm still a little surprised that there was so much detail packed into those stories. Uh, and the whole sermon series was essentially uh, about taking those details and, and looking at them uh, more in depth. Uh, and I, I started to realize that uh, when you don't look at the details, uh, then all of a sudden, Jesus and the disciples start to become very one-dimensional. I even remember as a small child thinking that um, Jesus was kind of hypnotizing the disciples and uh, using his spiritual pheromones to convince them to follow him. And so yeah, all, all I remember... Oh, uh, no, sorry. Well, all, all, all of these these um, stories end, end up becoming very sort of cartoonish in a way and and yeah. um, and or or just very indecipherable and strange. And, you know, like like you say, you don't wonder what well, is very mysterious. Why are they just all following him in a <laughs> yeah. trance and and, and, and and this sort of thing? And and um, and I think that that is part of the way that we we've sort of often have read these stories and, and the Bible in general, we often dehistoricize these characters. So we pull, what I mean is we pull Jesus and we pull the disciples out of their yeah. um, geopolitical historical context. Um, they're depoliticized, dehistoricized. Uh, and so they do, as you said, become these one dimensional or two dimensional sort of cartoon characters. Um, and and it's it's really only by putting them, reinserting them back into their historical context and realizing, oh, wait, there's this whole education system that they had to mm -hmm. go through. And, and, and we can even identify where Jesus was at in, in the process of his education when he turned up at the temple at age 12 when his parents had lost him. Uh, and, and then we, we start to think about the disciples and more what education did, did they have? Did they have any? Mm -hmm. Perhaps they had made it through the first couple of layers of education, but they didn't quite make the cut. Or maybe they didn't come anywhere close to making the cut uh, to get to the, the highest level of education so they could have their own personal rabbi um uh, but but you know so, so the moment you 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 put um you, you put jesus and the disciples back into that sort of historical context um yeah. i think um there's a there's a different kind of of spirituality that emerges which which i think becomes less of this odd strange mysterious thing that you either get it or you don't right right well, it was, it's been really helpful for me to, to view things this way, because all of a sudden you have real people, you know, real concerns, real insecurities, and, and then Jesus is, is stepping in uh, to these moments and, and doing some amazing things. I mean, even the fact that, that he is calling the disciples to himself, uh, mm -hmm. rather than them kind of putting in an application to him. Uh, I, I know you mentioned that this was essentially like Harvard or, or, or Yale coming to you and saying, right. we want you. Um, and I, I think that was, uh, you know, made my brain kind of flip a little bit. Uh, I think also the idea that you mentioned that Jesus himself matured. Uh, I, I don't think I'd ever thought about that. And then you even mentioned that a friend of yours had preached on it before and, you know, said that Jesus had 
gone through the education system and, and matured and then it actually made some people quite upset right um and and because there, there's this sense of wanting to protect the deity of christ but in, in the process of doing that actually uh sort of rejecting another foundational uh doctrine of the church which is the, the humanity the full humanity of christ fully god yes and fully mm -hmm. man um mm -hmm. and and so there was this idea that 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 yes jesus it, it says jesus grew it grew in wisdom and stature so there was this this maturation that he, he goes through um and 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 so i i think that this sort of um removing jesus from that that process of of maturing and growing and and, and hard work that then then almost makes us want to have this almost um instantaneous godlike mm. spiritual growth where mm. you, we're trying to reach spiritual maturity um but we want to we want to sort of take a shortcut to it and we want, right. we want it we, we want, want it now it. we want it now mm -hmm. and i want to i want to get it without paying the, the, the price for it um right and and so but i think you know paul talks about spiritual growth much more in terms of this this idea of of this rigorous athletic training as if we we're mm. training for the for the olympics or something and and so in in that kind of framework there's this uh, sort of hard work and mm -hmm. and discipline um and so it has less spiritual growth has less to do with me acting spontaneously and doing what i'm what, what feels good and right to mm. me at the time um and and much more to do with actually um you know le learning learning how to live in a particular direction um so so i i've likened it before to the idea of a classical or a jazz pianist and a jazz pianist mm -hmm. you think wow there's all that spontaneity you know i just want to be able to break the rules like them well first of all they've had to go through all the classical training and they had to play the classical music and learn all the rules uh, right. and, and, and internalize the rules so that they're no longer rules imposed on the outside but they, they're sort of governing them from the inside where where they can now bend all the rules and use them in a way that you you, you never thought possible and, and so that's when the, the sort of spontaneity um comes in but we we sort of jump our culture jumps jump straight to well rules are about rigidity uh spirituality mm. is about spontaneity um and so we we sort of swing between going we go from from the very legalistic jesus who's all about mm -hmm. you better keep these rules or else to the the happy-go-lucky hippie jesus who who you know um the only rule he knows is, is to do what feels good <laughs> right right it, it's it's usually that you mentioned jazz pianists because i would say the same applies for for, for painters it, i know a lot of very bad spontaneous painters mm -hmm. and, but then i also know some really good spontaneous painters but usually in, in that case uh, if they are very good and spontaneous they've been classically trained in the first place and they've right. gone through that yeah um yeah. And, and so I, I mean to bring it back to to jesus and the disciples uh, and this idea of spiritual growth uh if jesus himself matured and went through an education system that allowed him to essentially become who he was as a man hmm. uh then we as his followers and his disciples understood that they could also go through a process in order to gain a similar level of maturity uh and i really liked what you said about um jesus as a man being a mix of personal genius 
hard work and uh, a very particular type uh, of education because that reminded me of one of my favorite artists, Philip Gustin, uh, in an interview, uh, talked about how, how he himself was so influenced by um, painters of the past and, and, and answered to them. And some of his early work looks almost identical to some of those past painters. And then after talking a little bit about that in the interview, he just makes this statement, None of us come out of thin air, is what he says. And I think that this is his way of saying, we, we're not just beamed down from space, we're, we all answer to history uh, and, and we're all in a line and we're all very much uh, in the flesh, uh, so to speak. Um, and, and so when you think about it in those terms, um, none of us can really, if, if we want to be mature as artists, as Jesus followers, as jazz pianists, um, none of us can afford um, to, to lean into any kind of isolated spontaneity. Mm. Yeah, I think that that kind of spontaneity um, really, really does actually does the exact opposite. It sort of limits our, our growth mm. as, as, as human beings because it isolate, isolates us from, from each other. Um, and then it sort of cuts us off from from the past and and, and from the, the future because we, we sort of have this way of saying well I, I have no responsibility to you or or mm -hmm. to or to the past or or to anything that comes next um, and and I think that that kind of so so it's, so it almost goes from we dehistoricize Jesus we pull Jesus and mm -hmm. the disciples out of their historical context and we make it spiritual growth into this mystical uh, spontaneous thing um, mm -hmm. that either hits or it doesn't and and so suddenly we, we start to to sort of dehistoricize ourselves and and become disconnected uh, and mm. and actually jesus does the exact opposite right he calls his disciples into a community of 12 um and he says you you're now um responsible for each other but but then i can just imagine them standing there and and looking around and going oh this this 12 of us wait <laughs> there's 12 there were 12 tribes of israel there weren't because it disappeared because of the Assyrian, but but is he reconstituting Israel? What, what's what's happening here? Uh, and and so you know he he does this of course on that mountaintop. Uh, Moses comes down Mount Sinai with tablets in his hands. So so here, here you have the story of Israel being redrawn and the, the disciples being invited back into that story. And can, and and so this is Jesus' way of saying that you are responsible to the you are answerable to this past. Mm. You stand in the flow of this tradition, uh, as he said. You just don't come out of nowhere. Um, right. And now you are also responsible not only to each other but to the past, and responsible therefore for the continuation of the story in the future, and and what mm. happens next, um, which is which is a very particular school of of learning, isn't it? And and mm -hmm. but that's the school he's inviting the disciples and and us uh, in in into. Yeah. yeah, well, it's it's amazing when you start to put your your own mind into the minds of the disciples. And you think back to that first day when Jesus called them, came to them, said, come follow me. And they dropped everything because this was the chance of a, of a lifetime mm -hmm. being presented to them. And, and then proceeded to go through the daily routines with Jesus, following him, eating breakfast with him, uh, as you said, uh, bathing in the dust of his feet, as you know, they, that old saying about following your rabbi, um, down these dusty roads and and then they 
what I find incredible is, is that these small steps forward, these, this daily routine leads them into something that mm. Jesus is slowly revealing as massive mm. and, and, and utterly enormous and, and maybe has something to do with uh, the rethinking and, and reforming of, of, of history itself. And then also maybe he might be introducing us to this vast, uh, the vastness and the, the, the huge mystery of God. And so then I, I start to think that when the disciples were on the mountain looking at counting each other saying, oh, there's 12 of us, there's Jesus, what's happening here, um, that they were maybe honored and privileged, but also scared out of their minds oh, to a certain totally, degree. Totally, yeah. What have, what have we got ourselves into? Or, or you know, yeah. what, what's, what's uh, will things ever be the same again? Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, no, and, and that's, that's just it. They are, they are being drawn into this, this uh, vast story. And, and that is actually the, the place where spiritual growth happens with, the, with our sort of mm -hmm. growing consciousness of, this, of the, the vast story that, that we're part of. And it's almost as if you don't have any consciousness of that vast story, um, mm -hmm. then then how where are we growing to right mm -hmm. <laughs> where, where do we grow to um but but like you say he he is through this story they start to get to know um you know some, sometimes uh nt wright's talked about how sometimes people skeptics will often say well look i i just i i can wrap my mind around there being a god and, and i i understand yeah we can know god but this i don't understand this jesus um mm person and, and what what the the fascination is with with him um but right sort of flips that and he says no no we, we god is the great uh, what are we saying here god is the great vast unknown um mm. but we can know jesus we get to know jesus through history um and then through him we get to know the the vast and boundless mystery of god mm. Thanks so much, Stephen. Uh, I really enjoyed this uh, this last sermon series. It's been wonderful. Thanks.